Welcome to Cycle Breakers and Moneymakers, a podcast for women of color and first gen who are breaking generational cycles and glass ceilings by going places no one before them has ever gone. I'm your host, leadership coach and eldest daughter of immigrants, Mariella Delamora. I left a 16 year marketing career to create a multiple six figure a year coaching business as a single mom. Each week, you'll learn how to build unshakable self trust, become in demand lead with confidence, and make more money by being more of who you are. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is very personal, not because it's personal about my life, but personal because the belief bookmarking process that I'm going to share really came from, I would say, like a lifetime of what I now can really look at as like, this was trauma, right? And obviously, we don't want to have to go through really hard things in order to create the things that we have now. But I think what it has allowed me to do is really empathize with the experience that many daughters of immigrants have and women of color have, which is to default to self-doubt, to default to self-criticism and being really, really harsh with ourselves, to default to outsourcing our self-trust to others, and to really look outside of ourselves for guidance and why that is, right? So I'm going to share a little bit about my story in kind of how I was conditioned and how I was brought up and then like relationships that I was in, my marriages and all of that and kind of how it like repeated that pattern and how I created belief bookmarking in a way of like saving myself from that, like pulling myself from that because there were so many years of my life, my whole life that I wished I could be someone else. Like I wished I could be somebody who thought of myself highly, who trusted myself, who cared less what other people thought of me, right? I wished I could be that person. In fact, I would make friends with those people, hoping it would rub off on me. There would be times that I I wished that I could be someone who just, basically someone who wasn't me. And I just, I figured out a way to have a dialogue with myself in those moments that I trusted myself. I figured out how to capture that, how to get back to that, how to remind myself of that, because I planned to slip back into old patterns. That's the difference is we need to sometimes really plan to slip back into familiar patterns because we're human beings, right? As we are healing, growing, creating something we've never created before, essentially defying any odds, defying what we were set up to do, you're going to have to actively plan to become that person. You aren't just going to become her because what you're going to do naturally is do what you've always done. And the belief bookmarking process that I created was really a way of taking small moments of self-trust, bottling them up, and being able to come back to them so that those moments could become bigger and bigger and bigger, right? And I share this with you because belief work is a continuous process in your business. You are never not going to be doing belief work. You think about what we're doing, you have to believe in something before you've created it. That's the only way that you do it. And that's the reason why it's so challenging is that people are often sitting around saying, well, I'll take the action or I'll believe in myself when I get the result. And then you don't get the result. Or you're trying, but the whole time you're spinning out. The process that I'm going to share with you today is going to help you accelerate your results and prevent you from backtracking as often or bouncing back out of it faster. Not that that's always the point, but like part of what I'm going to talk to you about today is going to help you create a system for you to actively practice believing what you want to believe about yourself by gathering actual evidence, not just 
fluffy, false affirmations, right? This isn't about you telling yourself things you don't believe. It is actually accepting evidence that you already have. Because what a lot of us do is we have evidence and we throw it in the trash. We have evidence and we immediately go, okay, now what? On to the next, right? But what we grasp onto is evidence of us not being enough. Y'all will hang on to that. I will do it as well, right? We'll hang on to that. But everything that is evidence of your greatness, of your capability, of the fact that what you want is inevitable, of your worth, people will oftentimes default to throwing it away because it doesn't fit something that they have practiced doing. So I say that like what you believe about yourself is really just the evidence that you have received and have accepted because you may have received it but not accepted it, right? It's really just what you've practiced believing. What we're going to talk about in this episode is number one, what is belief bookmarking? how I created the process based on overcoming trauma and how I learned to trust myself and what it allowed me to do in my life and my business. It was a big part of me tripling my income and being able to sustain it, but also honestly becoming the person that I always wanted to become, a person who has boundaries, who advocates for herself, who speaks to herself with kindness most of the time, right? So we'll talk about how I created it, what it allowed me to do. And we're also going to talk about how you can create your own belief bookmarking process, what to put in it and how to think about it. So I'm excited to dive in and share this with you today. So number one, belief bookmarking. I touched upon it a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but essentially it's not something you'll find on Google. It's just the process that I created that is the act of bottling up evidence of what you actually want to believe about yourself. So high quality thoughts, thoughts that you want to have about yourself and saying, this thing was just said, this thing just happened. How do I create evidence that this happened? And not just immediately forget about it and immediately dismiss it. Because when we just leave it in our minds, it's more likely that we'll just dismiss it later and forget it ever happened, which means you could have 10 pieces of evidence that you can leave your full-time job or 10 pieces of evidence that you deserve better in your relationship, right? And one that that isn't, that is like, and you'll just grasp onto that piece of evidence and you'll dismiss the 10 unless you're actually actively putting those and bottling them up. What belief bookmarking is, is something where you are creating a system, you're creating records, you're creating evidence of what you want to believe about yourself. And in doing that, what you're allowing yourself to do is go go back there more quickly and more easily and spend more time there. You're essentially practicing believing what you want to believe about yourself in order to become the person that you want to become and not letting it just happen by chance because it won't. And so that evidence can take many forms. We're going to talk about that towards the end of the episode. So to share a story on like how I created it, and this will put it more into context, I am the eldest daughter. I have two younger sisters. So much of the way that I was raised was very much like, do what you're told. It's not really about like, believe in yourself, trust yourself. Like you can, I trust you to make good decisions. It's no, you can't do this. You need to do this this way. If you don't do it this way, these bad things will happen. Or asking to do something, for example, many of you I'm sure could relate to this, asking to like go out with my friends or have a sleepover literally anything. Or can I go on this like field trip? Like I wasn't allowed to do anything. It was like, you're crazy. You can't do that. Right. It was like a lot of like, no, you can't do that. Or in some cases it was like something that I experienced was like being told something and then being told later, like, no, I never said that. 
And so that's that's gaslighting, right? So like a a lot of us were, our parents didn't mean to, but a lot of how our parents were raised was like through control and through the parents knowing more than the kids. And also through like, it's not up to you to make good decisions. You make bad decisions. The parent has to tell you what to do. So just a lot of control, right? So I really associated love and control. I really defaulted to, okay, maybe I, I'm crazy. Maybe I don't make good decisions. Maybe I don't know what's best for me because every time I think I do, I'm not allowed to like make those decisions and all of that. And so I think a lot of the way that I grew up was very much like someone else knows more than me. And our parents didn't mean to do this, but this was, this is definitely the experience of many, many daughters of immigrants, especially first gen, that it's very much like do as we tell you to do. And not like, hey, we support you regardless. Mistakes are normal. We love you no matter what, you know, like what your grades are at school. There's multiple ways to do things. There's very much like a shaming culture around doing things a certain way and things looking a certain way and adhering to what your parents are saying and like making your family look good. And all of those things really just set you up to not trust yourself and to care very deeply what other people think. I was raised very. I'd say typical eldest daughter of immigrants. And what happened was I ended up, we're really both relationships, but I'd say my very my very first relationship, which turned into a marriage, I was in for 13 years. And in retrospect, I can look back and say I was gaslit the entire time in this marriage where he was, you know, cheating on me and always had other girls in his phone and all of this. But because I was so used to second guessing myself whenever I would bring it up, he would just be like, that's a friend or that's this, or you shouldn't be looking at my phone anyways, or you're crazy or you're so emotional or like, well, what about you? Will you do this? And I think it's like, you think like if you loved and trusted yourself, you, I literally never would have been in this relationship in the first place. Right. But the version of me that felt like I needed to compete and earn love, the version of me that didn't listen to herself or trust herself, or I would trust myself and then someone would say something and then I would backtrack. Like this is just a pattern of like, I I had a decision made. I was sure I saw what I saw or I thought what I thought. And then someone told me I was wrong. Right. And so I was in this for 13 years. And what would happen is I started to leave myself notes. So there would be times that I was just so done and I tried to leave. If, if you've ever been in a relationship like this, if you've ever tried to leave someone and they bring you back in, that's just many things. But one of them is like you, not a lack of self-trust, right? Of just believing that you saw what you saw or that your experience is your experience and being able to validate yourself. So I started to leave myself notes of like why I should leave and why I'm right and why what I'm asking for is not too much to ask and all these things. And I just started to do it intuitively because I knew that those moments of self-trust were going to be so short that I was going to have a conversation with him and he was going to convince me I was wrong. And I knew that was going to happen. So what I did, I, this was the beginning of my belief bookmarking process, was I started to leave myself notes and it would be evidence like he said this, this happened, I said this, he said this. It was like I was creating evidence in court, only it was me against me. Right. I was at this point without realizing I was fighting to become the version that I am right now by creating evidence in those small windows of time that I trusted myself. And so what ended up happening was like a long story short, I was eventually able to leave this relationship. And when I got to that point, it was, it felt very easy compared to 
how long I spent in it and how I felt like in that entire time, there was no forward movement. I just was stuck in this pattern. But when I started to pull myself out of it, I felt like that window of time of 1% trusting myself became 5%, became 10%. And it just changed who I was. It was almost like it allowed me to show up as a different person. And while that seems like that is such a far-fetched example to like growing a business, the thing is, is like, you are going to have to advocate for the version of yourself that you're becoming and show her evidence and not like dismiss it. So a big part of this was setting the foundation for what I'm going to talk to you about today. Essentially, I was overcoming an entire lifetime of second guessing myself, being dismissed, you know, being gaslit, and nothing in me set me up to be this person, right? So I really had to fight to become this person, but I had to create evidence in order to become this person. When I started my business, I realized that like all of the worst thoughts about myself started to surface. When I was a marketing director, it was easier for me to believe highly about myself because I felt very competent. I'd spent a lot of time in this career. I had the college degree. I had a master's degree. I had a lot of reasons to be like, I'm good at what I do. Look at this. But when I started my business, it was almost like all of the things that I relied on before like no longer existed. So I think intuitively, I started reaching back to what worked for me before, which is like, how can I bottle up my most confident day? And how can I bottle up what I think about myself on those most confident days? What do I think about? What do I think about myself on those most confident days? What creates those confident moments, right? All of those things became part of my belief bookmarking process. Before I go into how to create it, what's in mind, how you can create yours, I'll give you an example of what it looked like in my business in 2021. So in 2021, I was a year and a half into business. I was having a really hard time in my life at the time, was living in Oregon with my daughter. I didn't have family around. It was the pandemic. I felt really lonely. I felt very stuck in single motherhood with no reprieve, no like relief from parenting and just really on my own, right? And I think that trickled into how I saw myself and it trickled into my business. And I remember at the time being like, oh my gosh, like what if I can't pay the the bills? What if I can't pay the rent? Because my sales were dipping and I wasn't confident on sales calls. So it just affected how I saw myself. It was almost like what I did during that time was I started practicing believing the worst things about myself. And we'll all fall into, into those times. And if I really look at what my internal dialogue was during that time, it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I lost my demand. My messaging is confusing. People don't want to work with a coach who isn't promising money. No one wants to pay this much. I was just having all of these thoughts like, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. My business is going to fail. I'm going to be an embarrassment. I'm going to have to, you know, move back in with my family. And I think at the, I I definitely reached a breaking point that year where I was like, I'm so tired of talking to myself like this. I'm so tired of, of like rooting against myself. I don't know if you've ever been there, but sometimes we have to reach a point where I'm like, am I? my own biggest hater? Am I like actively rooting against myself or am I rooting for myself? Because you're not going to win. You're not going to create what you want if you are rooting for yourself to fail. And sometimes you don't think you're rooting for yourself to fail. But if you look at your internal dialogue, your internal dialogue will be like a hating ass bitch, (laughs) right? And sometimes we just don't even check it. So I'm like, if this is the way you talk to yourself and it goes unchecked, what do you think you are going to create? And I don't see this in like a shaming way. I'm saying this in a like, get you back in the game of like advocating for the person that you want to become. I'm like, are you going to let yourself talk to you like that? 
so in that moment, in that year, I was like, I was getting coached. So first of all, I had an uncoached brain. So let's just go there. I had an uncoached brain. So my ass started to get coached. And I started talking back and was like, no, I'm not going to just sit here and talk to myself this way. Like, how do I think shit's going to change? How is it going to change, Mariela, if you talk to yourself like this? I'm literally telling myself, going on to sales calls, telling myself they don't want to buy. My messaging is confusing. They don't want this. So of course, freaking 20% sales call, you know, it went, it went down where I was only closing 20% of clients. So I'm like, no, no surprise. So what I started doing that year, and this wasn't my coach that told me to do this. This was just really my coach empowering me to, to say, well, what do you want to think about yourself? And so I went back intuitively to what I now call belief bookmarking, although back then I didn't have a name for it. But what I started doing was I noticed that when I got off of a coaching call with a client, almost every time I got off a coaching call, I was like, damn, I'm a good ass coach. And that's why I would go on IG stories and I would record after coaching sessions because I felt confident. So immediately I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I doubt myself most of the time. But when I've finished coaching, and I'm on a high, and I know how much I'm helping people, that's when I feel confident. So what I started doing was like, I only created content in those moments, or I only would show up on stories in those moments. Then I was like, how could I bottle this up? So what I did one day was I had just gotten off of a coaching call with one of my clients, and it was a very complex coaching situation, meaning like there was a lot of stuff in her life that was getting in the way of her business. And I was effectively able to coach her on her relationship, which was holding her back, and then allowing her to do the things she wanted to do in her business. She eventually launched her business. It's a clothing line. It, it was an amazing story. But in that moment, I had gotten off the coaching call with her, and I just left myself a voice note. And I still will go back to this day, and I will listen to this voice note, because I was talking to myself in the future. And I was talking to myself in the future as the future version of me who forgot how good she was at what she did. And so I was literally like, when you think about like, you know yourself so well, right? Like I know myself so well that I was able to call out all the things I thought that I would default back to. And I was like, and I know you're going to think this and I know you're going to say blah, 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 but here's what. And I just listed down all of my objections to myself, essentially all of my objections. And I just, I just spoke to myself in that moment. And it was maybe like a, a six minute voice note, but I labeled that voice note in the voice memos of my iPhone. I called it in all caps you're a good ass coach. <laughs> and what happened was like that allowed me to think that of myself more often. So when I would go into a sales call, I would listen to that voice note. And rather than being all up in my head, I'd listen to that voice note. And that voice note would remind me how good I was. And then it got me out of like this panic mode and I was able to show up. I was able to just start to be like, you know what? You're a good ass coach. So just coach people in your content, right? So that turned into multiple voice notes. It turned into the system that I now have, which includes screenshots, it includes messages, it includes uh, starred voice memos from clients, it includes a lot of different things, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk through. But that year, I went from pretty much like stagnant, not stagnant income, but I would say like I had maybe on average 10K months. And then during that time, it dropped to like 6K. Um, and then during that time, like it went up to the, the 20 20 to 25K months ever since. And that year I didn't change my offers. I didn't launch anything. There was no group. I didn't do a, I didn't do branding. I didn't do anything. I literally just changed how I talked to myself. 
And so let's dive in to what you can put in your belief bookmarking plan in order to believe new things about yourself to create what you want. Step number one is think about a goal you want to achieve. For me in 2021, it was getting booked out and feeling like I could book clients whenever I want, right? And then I think, what do you believe? Then I want you to ask yourself, what do you believe about yourself on your most confident day that makes that goal feel possible? So what I believed about myself on my most confident day or my most confident moment, sometimes it's not a confident day. Sometimes it's a, it's a confident second or a confident minute. For me, it was, you're a good-ass coach. Like when I believe that, I feel like I can sell. I feel like I can serve. I feel like I can, I can trust my decisions, right? So what do you believe about yourself in your most confident moment that makes that goal feel possible? The next thing is, when is it easy to believe that? So for me, it was after I get out of coaching calls. It's easy for me to believe you're a good-ass coach when you're getting off of a call and you've really just helped someone. So that's the next question. When is it easy to believe your highest level, your most confident belief about yourself? The next step is, how can you create reminders to bottle that up? So for me, that was a voice memo. But you may be getting a message from a client. You may be getting a message from a friend or someone who loves you. You may have gotten an invitation to speak on a podcast and they said something nice about you and you want to screenshot that, right? There's lots of different ways for you to create evidence. So again, I'm going to repeat it. Think about a goal you want to achieve. What do you believe about yourself on your most confident day that makes that goal feel inevitable or possible? When is it easy for you to believe that? And what can you create to bottle that reminder up. That is belief bookmarking. I can share a few things that my clients have done and things that I have done to create a whole system. You don't have to do all of these. You don't have to do any of these, but these are all things that you can refer back to when you need. And maybe it's more than one belief, right? So for me, it was, I'm a good-ass coach, but I also have other beliefs like My success is inevitable. I'm really good at making money. Someone is thinking about working with me right now. My next client is on the way. I'm on 100 people's vision boards to work with. Like I've put a lot of different beliefs into there, but I anchor back into me being a good coach because it's like the one that prevails the most. So for you, maybe there's one prevailing belief that like when you believe that, everything else kind of falls into place, but it doesn't mean that there aren't other things that you can practice, right? So I want to share now how you can create your own belief bookmarking plan. It's up to you to decide what those beliefs are, but here's different things that you can put in it in order for you to have like a bottle of this evidence, right? So one of the tools that I love to use that I also used in 2021, along with, you know, the voice memo that I told you about was an app called I am. So the I am app. There is a free version of it, but if you do the premium version, I would highly recommend it. It's $19.99 for an entire year. What the IM app allows you to do is create collections of beliefs that will get sent to you via push notification. So in my IM app, I have money-making mantras that get sent to me Monday through Friday during business hours. I have you're a good mom motherhood mantras and beliefs, things that I specifically wrote. I wrote these things out. They get sent to me in the evenings and weekends when sometimes I'm losing my patience or I'm just doubting my abilities as a mom. 
Uh, those are just examples. You get to decide what to put in those collections. You get to decide when you receive them, how often you receive them, how many you receive. And I recommend like switching those out because you'll tune out everything naturally. So what I do is like I'll add stuff and remove stuff from collections, but basically my phone is always sending me reminders of what I want to believe about myself. And there have been times that I was really overwhelmed as a mom and I knew like Sunday nights are a a time that I, I remember I used to get depressed a lot on Sundays because I just hadn't had a moment to myself in parenting and it's like Sunday nights are actually the most tiring that I would kind of send myself more reminders of like, you're doing a great job as a mom. Generational trauma stopped with pie. Your daughter like looks up to you, is going to look up to you so much when she grows up or like, I don't know, just different things. I don't actually have that, but you can make it up. But that's that's how I use the I am app. It's essentially a way of like helping you to automate the things you want to believe. And while you might think that doesn't make a difference, the thing is, is that every time your brain hears something different about you or just it hears something enough times, even if it shifts what you believe by 0.01% in volume and in, and in perpetuity and just ongoing, it is going to shift your DNA. It's going to shift the way that you talk to yourself about it. So one of the ways that you can do that is through the I Am app. I would highly, highly recommend checking it out. Try the free version, but the free version has affirmations that other people have created and that doesn't always hit very well. Mine are so specific that no one could have written them but me, which is why the $20 a year is absolutely worth it, especially because it can help you make money. Number two, leaving voice memos to self. So that was huge for me. I am a verbal processor. I also just think that there's a power to hearing your own voice when you're trying to remind yourself of something. I have left myself voice memos in moments of doubt before launches when I was doubting myself and I was reassuring myself. I've left myself voice memos after making really tough decisions in order to remind myself like, hey, I'm proud of you. You did the best you could when this comes up again. Just know you can trust yourself. Like I've done so many of those. So leaving voice memos to self in your phone is is another one. And title it the belief. Like that's what I do. I, I title the voice memo the belief that it's affirming. I also will favorite voice memos from clients or friends. So when there's something that I'm like, it makes me cry or it's just like really what I need a reminder of, I will go in and favorite it. So when I go into Voxer and it's like my favorites are in there or WhatsApp, there's some favorites in there. Sometimes you just need to hear those. So I have those as well. Again, like for me, hearing voice memos is really powerful. Another is you can you can write yourself notes on Post-its if that if that you know helps you. I have one behind my desk, behind my laptop, underneath a picture of me when I was four. It says your success is inevitable. Your success is inevitable is something that I anchor back into pretty frequently. So you can leave yourself post-its in a place that you're going to see every day. That's up to you. You can switch those out. Another one, which is huge, is I have a camera roll folder in my phone that has screenshots of messages that I've received. It could be client wins. It can be praise. It can be different things. It also has been like videos from speaking engagements that I've done. So I will just put them in a folder called evidence. And when I go to the evidence folder, I see what people have said. I see the things that I've done and it helps when I'm practicing what I want to believe about myself. So having a camera roll folder is so important because the thing is, is in the moment that you got the the email, that you got the message, you can simply in that moment, screenshot it, add it to your folder and it's in there. You don't need to do anything with it. You just need to bottle it up in that moment. So camera roll folder is another one. 
Another is I have a short list of like podcasts that I've been on. And even if you haven't been on podcasts, it could be an equivalent of this. But sometimes I go back and I re-listen to podcast episodes that I've been on. And I'm just like, oh, I forgot that I said that. Or I'm like, oh, I agree. Or like, oh, wow, that was really good. I totally forgot about that. I've done that. I did that recently before I went to go speak at Intuit for QuickBooks because it was such a big speaking engagement. And I was like really nervous that I went back and I re-listened to myself speaking and it reaffirmed my belief. Like, I'm an expert. I'm a great speaker. People want to hear what I have to say because I was very nervous, right? So this was me in action listening to my own you know, evidence. So my podcast episodes are also part of my belief bookmarking plan. I also would say this is part of your belief bookmarking plan. It's more of an action, but having a place that you can go to be celebrated, that needs to be part of your belief plan because when you keep stuff to yourself, you're more likely to dismiss it. When you share it with people who are able to celebrate you, it gives it life. So I think about you know, they're like gasoline, they're fuel to the fire, right? So once you share your wins with someone and they reflect it back and they celebrate it with you, you're able to receive it as truth and hold on to it. So everyone should have a Slack channel, a text thread, something where you can go. And the thing is, it's so tempting in that moment to just be like, eh, that was fine, is like just to have that as like a culture in your friendships, right? To be like, hey, just wanted to say, I'm proud of myself because this thing happened. That's it. And that might feel weird to you, but like part of you growing a business is having a community that is like happy to celebrate you, right? And sometimes people don't feel like they can do that in their friendships, which is why you need CEO friends because you're, your friends who are not business owners can also celebrate you, but I don't know that they fully understand the context of it, right? So part of your belief marking plan should be a place that you go to share your wins with your people where you can be celebrated. And finally, is an act, a celebration act. You don't need to do this all the time. It doesn't need to be for every single thing that you do. But coming up with a unique way that is out of the ordinary, that it isn't what you do every day, that you do when you truly are like, I received this. I did this thing and I receive it, therefore I'm going to do this thing for myself. Um, It doesn't mean spending money, but it should feel like love. It doesn't mean spending money, but it should feel like love. It should feel like I receive this, I accept this, and this is not something that I do every day. That could be sharing it with people, but I would prefer that it be something that is just like a treat or just something that feels like it's not a, a thing that you normally do. So number one, Belief bookmarking plan can include the I Am app. I would highly recommend the $19.99 per year premium subscription. Number two, leaving voice memos to yourself. Number three, favoriting your voice memos from clients or friends so that you can refer back to them. Number four, writing notes to yourself or post-its. Number five, having a camera roll folder in your phone with screenshots of messages that you have received or evidence that you've received. Number six, podcast episodes or things that you've appeared on and creating a list of that and going back and just re-listening to the things that you've shared and just be an appreciation of yourself. Number seven, having a place that you can go to share your wins and be celebrated. And then number eight, creating a celebration act for yourself to acknowledge when you are behaving as the version of yourself that you want to become or when you've received evidence of the person that you want to become. There's something that you want to celebrate about yourself, having a way that you do that. So that's it, you guys. There's so many things you could put in it. 
It's not a right or wrong way. So here's what I want you to take away from today's episode. You are constantly going to be becoming a different person. Like every six months, every year, you're going to feel like a different person, especially when you are growing and you're pushing yourself and you're growing your business. And that's not going to happen on accident. That is going to happen based on you deciding what do I need to think about myself and what evidence do I have that's true and really fighting for that version of yourself. It might feel like you're fighting for her, you know, some days because, like I said, like natural momentum is that you just want to kind of go back to what you were doing before or what you've practiced believing this whole time. So you're going to have to show up for her. You're going to have to fight for her and create a system that reminds you of who you are and what are the things that you actually actively want to believe about yourself. Like I said, for me and for my clients, like they've been able to go back and be like, you know what? I remember who I am now without having to sit in the self-doubt for as long. And we all need that. Like we all need spaces where we can be celebrated, but it also starts with us in terms of being very intentional about creating evidence along the way. So I hope this was helpful. Please share this episode and tag me. Let me know what part stood out. If you have not reviewed the podcast, please do review it on Apple Podcasts or rate it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It helps more people to discover the podcast and become familiar with it. So thank you. Thank you for listening and for sharing. And I will see you on the next episode. 